Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fastest Wi-Fi meets the most reliable 5G wireless network from Xfinity. Now, switch to GigSpeed Wi-Fi and XFi Complete and get one line of unlimited wireless with nationwide 5G free for two years. The best connection at home and on the go, now together with Xfinity. So, you can stay connected and never miss a beat. Switch to Xfinity and get your free line of wireless today. Ends 1121 for new customers only with a one-year agreement. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Limited to one wireless line. Other restrictions apply. Most reliable based on Metrics U.S. report. Results vary. Not an endorsement. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectraMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Welcome, everyone. We are going to be talking today about a very important topic. Not sure how long this is going to go. I have in the comment section of Spreaker what we will be discussing. First of all, let me backtrack just a bit. Welcome to Oracle News Radio. My name is Sharon Renee. And I wanted to talk to you guys about a very important topic that we need to discuss because this is very, very consuming and we are fooling ourselves and let's get into it. Um, What I want to do is let you know what the general topic is going to be. And then we're going to get started. We're going to play a little bit of music to give you some breaks. And um, you can chat with us and ask questions or give your perspective. I'll probably, um, some of you will if give your name and, and let people know what you're saying or let your questions be known and, and then give you the answers. I'm a certified spiritual counselor. We'll talk about what that means also. And um, I'll be coming from five different areas, Um, my situatedness and why I'm talking about this exposure and understanding to stop social projection, social projection. Um, We'll talk about that and what that means. Layers of pain, disconnecting from internal and external pain and reprogramming the mind. Those are the things we're going to talk about. Um, I'm not here to talk about any any one particular person in particular, even though there is a person who has made it clear that I need to talk about this. So um, once again, we'll start with my situatedness. I am an African-American. Um, we've done some DNA tests. So I am mostly of Nigerian descent with like 21%. Um, Western European that includes Irish and 
Welsh and 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 mostly UK and um for the most part that's what I'm made up of 75% West African about 21 to 24% European um in the, I I've lived in the United States all of my life I've lived in the Midwest I was reared or born and reared in the South and so I was reared by people who are from the South, African-American people from the South. I'm college educated with a bachelor's degree and I have master's equivalent hours in spiritual counseling and mediumship. Um, That school could not necessarily confer a master's on me because they were not accredited, but it's master's levels hours that I have taken in that field and I also have taken numerous state courses in psychology Um, so that's where I'm coming from and I am a female okay so that is my situatedness the exposure and understanding piece that I want to talk about exposing the situation being grateful for these platforms um, platforms like YouTube social media, other social media channels, podcasts, because internet radio, because everybody gets to hear what other people are thinking without it being tampered with by the powers that be. And I've been able to be heard by quite a few people. And as we've learned with this latest pandemic, all it takes is one person and it can spread throughout the world. So exposure, what has caused me to talk about this? Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin, everybody in the African-American community probably knows is a musician and artist in the gospel arena who has come out. He was, he came out years ago, but he was cutting edge. He's a little bit different. He was very open about his struggles with, um, pornography, um, being, having fights with his wife, um, even though they have a good relationship as, as good as it can be at this time, I understand. And he had a child outside of his current marriage. He adopted a child that his wife had outside the current marriage, and then they had their own children and they have a family. And his son recently posted him cursing him out on the phone and um, saying some very harsh things that you could really hear some deep old anger coming from Kirk on the phone. But I don't want to focus only on Kirk. I want to focus on how that is represented in the African-American community. This intense anger, how we feel about ourselves, how we are projecting that onto the rest of the world and uh, how our projection of our own personal feelings causes the rest of the world to treat us and to see us and how it causes us as African-Americans to treat each other. It's time to expose all of it. So we're going to be talking about as much of it as I can think of And if you have anything you want to add, 
please, even if it's after I record this video or record this podcast, please leave it in the comments because your comments and your experiences are going to help to heal somebody else. This is a, the purpose of this podcast is not to to broadcast and be messy and talk about other people because many, many people are experiencing this. Um, it is to expose some situations that I have seen too many times as a person who has lived for over half a century. And it's time for us to understand what's going on from a, a black history standpoint. It's time for us to stop blaming the devil. I know that I, I consider myself to be a spiritual person as much as I understand what that means. What we know is that there are some things that take place that we cannot see with our naked eyes. It could be a higher level form of, of science that we don't yet understand. It could be something else. We call it spirituality. Most of us really accept it as being something that is real, but we usually, and from a standpoint of statistics, come to it from a Christian perspective and we got to stop blaming the devil for, for what we're, what's happening in our community. I'm done with that. I am done with using some imaginary red person with horns and a tail as a scapegoat for what is going on. And you can say it's in the Bible all you want to. It's time for us to look at ourselves. We are the Bible. Okay, so to the family, um, for whatever reason, Kirk is in the public eye. It's all out there. I don't think Kirk probably should have come out and said anything without a lawyer, you know, because nobody could prove anything but he did he went on the Tamron Hall show and started apologizing for the conversation and things of that nature they probably didn't have a cleanup crew to come in and fix it all so they started handling themselves but uh, that is it is what it is and he does represent to an extent a big part of the African-American community because not only does he reach out to secular people, which is non-church people, he also represents church people. He represents the black male. He has a family with black females in it. Um, he is adopted. He had he was separated from his his original parents at at like four years old. He didn't know his father. I mean, he represents. Kirk Franklin is like a, a a bowl of soup of everything that the that the the community, the African American community has had to deal with with regard to our issues from from misplaced parents to a to adoption and separation from family members to um having sexual things happen as a child being molested, um, all of it, all the anger that we hold, pornography addictions, all of it. So that's why Kirk is the perfect example to use. Not saying that Kirk is a bad person or whatever. Kirk is just caught up in what we're getting ready to talk about, the layers of pain. 
Now, one of the mistakes that people do in the African-American community is they want to place 100% of the blame on their parents. Stop it. You cannot place 100% of the blame of your problems. And I'm not talking to Kirk. I'm talking to all of us. We cannot place 100% of the blame of our problems on our parents. We have lots of levels of pain. We have ancestral pain from everything that black people have gone through in their lines, especially from the mother's line, because the mtDNA from the mother, mitochondrial DNA from the mother, is passed on to not only her sons and but her daughters also. And this this DNA lasts for a long, long time. So the memories infused in this DNA, the situation infused in this DNA. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to use this as an excuse. We're going to talk about how to change this DNA so that the those that come after us don't continue to perpetuate this crap that we've got. This this concoction of toxic soup. Okay, so you've got the ancestral mitochondrial DNA that's affecting everybody that everybody has a piece of, that everybody has some memory of at the soul level and the body level. Then you have your racial and ethnic issues, how black people have been treated all over the world, how we've treated each other how we've been treated by others outside of our race, how the black race has been looked down upon by virtue of our dark skin. The whole thing with regard to how we have carried our pain, how we have projected our pain as a race, how we have caused others to see us as a race, how we have been unable to lift ourselves up as a race, that is part of the racial racial or ethnic pain. Then we have the generational mental anguish. Generational mental anguish. We talked earlier about ancestral stuff from the mitochondrial DNA. But the generational stuff is from the people that you know. Your mother, your mother's mother, your mother's your grandma your grandmother's mother so we can usually most african americans can go back to their great grandmother in order to talk about who they remember or at least who they have a picture of and so because when a woman is born she has all of her eggs in her body so science says every emotion every pain she felt is in her eggs so if your grandmother's mother felt a pain or a certain kind of um, discomfort, then your grandmother's mother is going to have your grandmother, your grandmother's egg is going to be imprinted with that pain. What does that mean? You can be imprinted with that also. I'll give you an example. My mother was deathly afraid of dogs, okay? Um, any furry animal any furry animal and it's simply because of an experience she had in a house that was infested with rats and some of her children 
and her grandchildren have that same fear. And even though they don't know why they have that fear, they do. Now, I happen to be a little bit different, so the fear didn't get on me, but she had it. Okay, and so she passed it on to some of my sisters and brothers, and then she passed it on to some of their children. And believe it or not, the fear is so real. It's like if they see a little dog, they just run. I mean, it's really real. So there is a such thing as a generational situation and mental anguish. Now, when it comes to mental health issues, even though I have studied the mental health field to some degree, there is a, there are a lot of things that are lumped into that category that used to just be the responsibility of the person to deal with. Now, what is mental health? If how you present yourself mentally to the world is not functional, there is a health problem with your mentality. So basically that's mental health. And so the way we are presenting ourselves to each other, to the world, the way we're we're capturing the world's pain. And if we see a commercial five times that talks about depression and suicide, there are certain people that after about a couple of weeks, they're going to be thinking about they're depressed and suicidal just because of the imprint that they got from television or from we're no longer segregated for the most part. We're not segregated, at least not legally. So now we're mixing with other races and picking up on what I consider to be other races pain because for the most part, black people by by nature of their mentality and their melanin and things of that nature, we typically from, from my situatedness, we don't get sad and stay sad. So to find so many African-Americans now operating in depression and suicidal ideations, it tells me that these people are in some way becoming a little bit overly empathetic. Now, the Hopi Indians say that the white man is um, represented by fire, the Chinese man by air, the Native Americans by land and the African-Americans by water water being the spirit or the emotions. And so we are very intuitive We because sometimes we can be quite, um, we can be quite alert to other people doing things to us because we were, we are taught pain from an early age. We see ourselves being victimized on television and in movies. And so we operate with a level of pain from a multicultural standpoint on our shoulders. So the way we see things is different from how other people see things. Like I can go to a grocery store and see a a manager say something to an, a white manager, say something to an old, older white woman that I consider to be kind of harsh. And she'll just say, okay, sir, and go about her business. Whereas if that same white manager says something to an African-American person, they're going to immediately assume it's about race because that's how African-Americans in America see things. Now, keep in mind, and let's backtrack just a second, the pain, this pain that we carry, um, ancestral, we talked about racial, we talked about generational and mental 
and we're still talking about the mental, but we also have to talk about this country. The country of America is unique in that so many people from Cuba to the United Kingdom to Syria. You're mastering the sourdough. Your cold brew is homemade. You can flip a pancake without touching a spatula. Yes, your culinary skills have improved over the past year. But don't stop there. Talk to the experts at Best Buy to get the latest tech to take your food to the next level. Cooking chops unlocked. Details at bestbuy.com. To to Germany, they have taken people that they have outcast outcast various races outcast various ethnicities outcast people who didn't agree with the government outcast people of certain religious persuasions outcast people because they were in prison and that is who america is made of so not only do we carry our own pain we carry the pain of america america and the feeling of rejection that America carries on her shoulders because she takes on all these weak people, these rejects, and she calls herself a melting pot. But it's a melting pot of what? People who were kicked out of their own countries, people who didn't feel safe in their own countries, people who had trauma in their own countries. So we are a country based on trauma. Now, add that to American African-American trauma and African-Americans being sort of the bottom of the barrel to some extent in even this country of trauma. Okay. So we've got a lot of projection in interprojections going on between ethnicities, interprojections going on between races. And then you've got these, because of the, the, the PTSD and the, the, the trauma, you've got these the schizophrenia, you've got the bipolarism, you've got anxiety, you've got phobias, all these mental health issues that are taking place from the maternal side, from the paternal side, and then you take all of that. So let's go back. You've got your ancestral junk to deal with. You've got your racial and ethnicity to deal with. You've got your country's issues to deal with. You've got your family's issues to deal with to include mental health issues passed down. You've got your maternal and paternal stuff to deal with from your mother and father, which makes up your own private cocktail of crap, okay? We're getting ready to dive into this crap. We have our crap-proof suits on, our crap-proof goggles and helmets, and we're about to deal with all of this crap. So what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about um, using spirituality as an excuse. We will not be using spirituality as an excuse in this particular podcast. We're not going to say, as I mentioned, that the devil made us do anything. We're going to deal with our own personal issues and we're going to come against them. Because if you when you come in as a baby, when you come into the world as a baby, just straight up as a baby, you're going to have issues just coming into the world. Stop blaming your parents for everything. Okay, you've got your own issues to deal with, but you are going to have to deal with your maternal and paternal issues. Now, they say that when the slaves were slaves in America, 
you know, a lot of people were separated. A lot of the bucks had to impregnate other slaves to get more babies to sell because it didn't matter if you called yourself married. They didn't marry you anyway. You had to marry yourselves. And then you sometimes got separated from your children and the master would bring you some kid and you could barely get your own kids full. Now you got two kids from two pickaninnies from the, the cabin next door. The mama was sold. The daddy was sent to another location. Now you just the master telling you to raise these kids treating you like an animal but at the same time you're human and you just you didn't want these kids you didn't ask for these kids you didn't want these kids now this particular generational curse is being passed down in the african-american community where people are abandoning their children and they are they are are having to raise other people's kids with that a, a whole nother family's trauma and then that that other family's trauma comes into your household so you are introduced to brand new trauma that you are not ready to deal with and and then all of a sudden this kid is feeling already the spirit of rejection and and now they have to grow up with their own personal spirit of rejection you looking at them a certain way because you don't understand what they're going through because you're trying to do what you're going through. And then you got a lot of grandmas that are having to raise children because of our, our country's trauma and, and, and fueling, fueling the prison complex, the corporate prison, corporate complex with African-Americans. So, when you as an African-American, specifically an African-American male, hear about the fact that maybe somewhere in Texas, they're about to build this really, really big complex, prison complex, so that they can make some kind of tennis shoe or other bebop that they're going to be producing. You might want to get out of town because they're going to be looking for people to put in there. And according to the Constitution, Slavery is okay when you are incarcerated. So you might get paid 20, 20 cents an hour or nothing. So it's not safe for African-Americans, specifically African-American men, to live within the counties of or in neighboring counties of prison complexes because you will be captured and put in there. And once you get captured, the the judicial system is not fair so then you've got children separated from that and then you've got guilt you've got grandma guilt she really doesn't want to raise the children but she doesn't want them to go into the system because she knows what that's like you have generational foster care where it's not just generational living off the system generational welfare but you got kids whose grandmothers were in foster care their mothers were in foster care the kids are in foster care and then their children are headed into foster care all be, and and it, and it seems to fuel itself you know as a former foster care provider i actually had the opportunity to see these children who were hell bent on destruction and it didn't matter it seemingly didn't matter what you did for them or what you gave them or how you helped them that that system 
was so set up in their psyche that they were hell bent on going to detention or going to jail or going to DJJ, whatever you call it in your area. And it was like nothing you could do. And it was like, what in the heck is this? What is going on? And so the same thing has occurred in Kirk Franklin's family. Kirk says that he was in deten- he was locked up. He didn't say where. He didn't say if it was when he was an adult and it was in jail. Or he didn't say whether he was a child. He just said he got into a lot of trouble. And now that people are not necessarily providing any strong discipline to their children because they don't want to go to jail now the the children are going to jail the police are in the the public school system and they're taking the kids to detention directly because there is no other way to deal with them we have a hot mess on our hands okay so we we understand the problem we're not using spiritually spirituality as an excuse We realize we have layers of pain that we cannot blame our parents for. We were born with it. And now we're we're realizing that we have to do something. And I can't say it is because even if we use our own spirits or the ones of those we love, it is still power. You know, God is power. So we don't have to completely understand the definition of spirituality to know that there is power that we can't see. Okay, again, whether it's our own spirits together becoming to as one spirit or whether there is some other personality out there that's separate from us, we know that there is power, but we don't want to focus on that. We got to focus on our we're talking about our own power right now because God can't help you if you can't help yourself. God helps those who help themselves. So the purpose of this podcast is to help us to help ourselves because I could tell you God loves you all day. But if you don't believe it and you've never been loved and you don't know how to love yourself, you will never you will never, ever accept God as your as a lover of your soul. And it's just going to keep passing on to everybody because what what has happened in Kurt's family has affected the black community and it's just more added on to us as a collective. Okay? So what we're getting ready to do is we're getting ready to name some of these disconnects and types of pain and we're getting ready to disconnect from it. We're going to play a song for you. We're going to give you an opportunity to get you something to drink to go visit the restroom or what have you, because this is important. You need to send this podcast to your friends, your family. We have to heal.
that is in the name of love. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing this. You know, there's so many people that's out there and they're saying, I'm messy. We're being messy. We're getting the tea. We're digging the dirt. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I listen to some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, even if you are going to do that, You need to be teaching somebody something at the same time. So let's get into disconnecting from internal and external pain, naming the pain and dealing with what's really going on. Now, we talked about some of the ancestral legacies of pain in the African-American communities. One of those ancestral legacies is tribalism tribalism where different tribes which are small families or groups of people they speak a different language even though you can have hundreds of those tribes in a small area and they just fight and don't get along and things of that nature even though they're all cousins that's something that we're bringing in to the african-american community from an ancestral standpoint we've got to see ourselves as one big tribe we may not all be the same we may not all come to from the same tribe but we've got to stop this american tribalism that splits up um, african americans specifically in urban communities like in chicago or new york or in uh, or in california or oakland where we break off into gangs and and groups and 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 even sororities and fraternities and just come against each other there is nothing wrong with healthy competition but when you get away from the sports aspect of it and then start doing all these drive-bys and killings and things of that nature it is senseless and it comes from a deep ancestral place that we have got to get past in addition to it coming from the breakup of the family. So part of the the pain that we're dealing with is the breakup of the family. And it comes from a situation of a lot of it has to do with unfaithfulness. It has to do with people just not wanting to take on their responsibilities because of sexual dysfunction. You want to have sex, but you don't want to have those little creatures that come from between your legs when you do have sex. Okay, so when you have sex and a lot of a lot of people are very fertile in the African-American community, you're going to you have the possibility of having some this little creature come from your leg It's called your child, which you have to take care of. And you're supposed to love and you're supposed to to raise. And in America, let me backtrack. In the African-American community, it has been stated in the scientific community that African-Americans have more testosterone than any than other races. And that testosterone is something that can create sexual tension inside of a person. And sometimes African-Americans can be very sexual and they can be highly sexual at an early age. Okay. And we have to learn how to temper that by making loving relationships, by teaching our children uh, that loving relationships are the order of the day. That means when you teach your children, you teach them at an early age. As soon as they're early to talk, they need to see you in a loving relationship. 
They need to see you and your mate together. Um, you need to teach them that they should not sing about these other. The fastest Wi-Fi meets the most reliable 5G wireless network from Xfinity. Now switch to gig speed Wi-Fi and XFi complete and get one line of unlimited wireless with nationwide 5G free for two years. The best connection at home and on the go now together with Xfinity. So you can stay connected and never miss a beat. Switch to Xfinity and get your free line of wireless today. Ends 1121 for new customers only with a one year agreement. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Limited to one wireless line other restrictions apply. Most reliable based on Root Metrics U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectraMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded relationships they should not write about these other relationships they should focus on love if you listen to the r&b community radio all you're going to hear about is sex but if you turn on some of the pop channels and other channels you're going to hear about love why is it that in the african-american community our expressions our artistic expressions are so sexual. There is nothing wrong with sex. Sex is a beautiful thing, but sex that is not within the bounds of the law can be messed up. Now, is it need, do we need to start talking about polygamy? Absolutely. We need to talk about legal polygamy because it's always existed in the world it still exists it may be a state that is necessary for african americans we're living it anyway whether you you just living it without knowing you're living it because your husband or your wife is keeping it behind your back and we need to make it we need to make it legal if two women can get married, if two men can get married, a man should be able to marry more than one wife and a woman should be able to marry more than one husband. Period. If we keep this as an illegal thing in America, if we keep it illegal, it's going to create more broken families because you're going to raise the children without the choice of polygamy so that when they do fall in love, they're going to be looking at all these fake movies that don't apply to black people. And then when their boyfriend cheats on them, they're going to be devastated and hurt. And then the little pregnant woman is going to want to break up with the man. And the next thing you know, she's raising a child on her own and the man has gone on. So we need to start talking about polygamy in the African-American community. And that's and if and we need to begin to talk about real love when the children are young. We also need to talk about sexual dysfunction in the african-american community now pornography and a lot of this other stuff that's out there they can make it illegal but somebody's going to try to put it out there anyway we need to deal with that now we also need to deal with sexual molestation of young children this is rampant in the african-american community it's rampant in african communities in a lot of places we're not dealing with other races we know it happens in other races too but we're dealing with the african-american community now we children should not be a part of the sexual 
experience, period. I know that they are, there are people out there saying that children should be a part of uh, an option. Like you can be homosexual or you can be a a pedophile sexual or whatever they're saying. That should not be the case. Now, should we change how we raise our children? Well, let's take the hormones out of the milk first and see what happens. If you've got hormones in your milk and if McDonald's and Burger King and all these other fast food burger joints are buying cows that can't walk because they have been milked for so long and they have been pumped with so many hormones that they have to carry them out of the trucks to make hamburgers. And in America, all of these hormones are not illegal. It's going to affect the people who have the highest level of hormones the worst. So let's get the hormones, let's change the law, get the hormones out of the milk. Well, if we change the law, then we're not going to have as much beef and we're not going to have as much milk. Okay, great. We'll eat salad. Maybe we're not supposed to have so much meat. Maybe you just have a little bit of meat and just sprinkle it into a soup and, and drink, eat the soup. I mean, we, we're, we're not eating right. So a part of our sexual dysfunction is our diet. What we're eating, too much sugar, too much fructose, too many hormones, too much fast food meat that is no good for us, too much milk, too much soy. And then what happens? All these phytoestrogens, our boys are coming out and they are more feminine than they should be and some of the more feminine than what they would be this is not some of it is not natural some of it is chemical and we're creating it because if you give a boy soy milk from a a young child he can start to develop breasts a soy soy is it has phytoestrogens in it these are these are just like estrogen hormones but they're called phyto estrogens because they come from a plant so you don't want to give your kids milk because of the hormones in the milk you need to go and pay a little bit extra for the hormone free milk you can find it at most grocery stores now hormone free milk just pay a little bit extra for it and but don't give your boys you probably don't want to give your children soy milk okay um once we get all the chemicals out of our food Then let's look at how it's affecting our sexuality. We can't really even as a as a community, we can't even begin to discuss sexual dysfunction until we discuss our diets. Also, if we were to make polygamy legal and raise our young people to understand that that is an option, not that you have to do it, but that you can do it then you somebody's always going to be home to keep the kids and they are less likely to be abused when they're with their families. Okay. Not saying that you can't abuse uh, that a person can't abuse their own child, but they're less likely to be abused when they are with their own family. Cause somebody's going to be home. The guy is going to be so busy with those two or three women. He ain't gonna have time to cheat. So, we need to we need to talk about how to restructure our own lives in order to fix our problems. Our lack of discipline and greed for things which comes from the ancestral and generational lack, not having enough. 
or people taking from us what we have or stealing what we have. Even the Black Wall Street was a big hit to the African-American pain as a community. We finally build up something. We finally have enterprise. And all of a sudden, people come in and they try to take it all away from us. And we feel like what what's out there, some of us feel like what's out there is old to us, is due to us. And so what do you get when something goes down or something bad happens in the community, they start looting because they feel like you've taken so much from us. You've taken this person, you've taken that person. Now we're going to take your stuff. Okay, it's a mindset. It's a generational ancestral mindset that's set up in the black community. Now, I'm just pointing out the problems here. We're going to deal with the solution also. I said we're going to do some musical breaks so you can get your beverages and take breaks because this is going to be something long. If you can't listen to it all on your lunch break, listen to it in bits and pieces. But this is important. So our lack of discipline and breed and greed is stemming from what has been taken from us. You you have your little cabin as a slave. Yes, you were a slave. It's still in your system. It's still in your bloodline. It's still in your mitochondrial DNA. And then you finally you found a nice little plant and you put it in your 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 cabin and you you found some things outside and you decorate your little cabin. Now you're just going to be sold. Nobody's going to ask you any questions about it. You lose all your stuff. You lose your job because you're on the African-American. You're the first person to be fired, last person to be hired, all because of how your hair looks. Okay, we've got a lot of issues to deal with. So what happens? Well, you won't give it to me. You won't give it to me because you don't like something about me. So I'll just take it. We've got to figure out how to protect us how to protect what we have how to build our own and how to have pride in what we have so that we can get rid of this legacy of greed and discipline and the violence comes from the pain and the trauma when you're hyper vigilant always looking over your shoulders looking to the left and the right you can't come into a restaurant with your back to the door. You always have to be facing the door to see what's happening, okay? Some of that pain is coming from America as a whole, this hypervigilance. Some of that pain is coming from being African-American or, and being attacked um, without cause. But we are now having to deal with how we project that violence onto each other because we don't like ourselves. A lot of people, um, specifically black men, they've had specifically darker skinned black men who have had a hard time being black. They've had to act a certain way in public, talk a certain way in public, present themselves a certain way in public. Stay, forget about the six foot rule with the pandemic. They had to stay 20 feet away from anybody at an ATM so that the person wouldn't call the police because they thought they were trying to steal from them or steal their number or what have you. So they're used to having to present themselves to the world in a different way so as not to seem overly aggressive and they don't want their children to experience the same thing so what do they do they go to lighter skinned women so that they don't bring any more darker children into the world okay and that causes pain to the african-american woman because she's like 
all we see in the movies, all we see in the commercials is our men going with other women who don't look like us because what is it? Self-hatred? Well, no, it's not always self-hatred. Sometimes it's just the man doesn't want his children to go through what he went through. And he just feels like if he has lighter children, his children won't go through that. So we have to begin to look at that from a different a, re a different way and not assume that it's all just self-hatred. The deceit and the lies. Um, after you have been hurt a number of times, you stop caring about other people. And there's a certain amount of selfishness, deceit, disloyalty that comes into the picture. That is another African-American um, problem where we have to learn how, if we say we're going to be faithful to somebody, be faithful. If we say we're going to work the job, come to work and be on time. If we say we're going to do something, do it. If you don't want to work for the man, I get it. You don't want the man to make billions of dollars while you get hundreds. Start your own business. You have to, we have to, there's so many, there's so many resources out there in America SBA.gov and various other resources where you can learn how to start your own business and sell your own stuff and keep your profits. Okay, so there's no need to be deceitful. There's no need to be greedy. Love yourself. Start your own business. Begin thinking about these businesses as early as the age of 12 and 13 and 14. Don't wait till you get grown. Don't get to be 18, 19, 20, 21, and then start thinking about it. Start thinking about what you want to do early in life. Okay, and then apathy. Well, I don't care. I asked um, a young teen male, an African-American teen male the other day, or actually it was some months ago. I asked, why are you acting this way? And they told me, well, based on what I'm seeing on the news, it doesn't matter if I'm good or bad. I'm going to be locked up anyway. So I might as well just do what I want. They have given up. They've given up and there's a, a sense and energy of apathy amongst African-Americans. Who cares? You know, they lock me up. They ain't, ain't going to kill me. If they lock me up, it's whatever. I mean, we got to get, we don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to add. Everything happens to you happens to your family. Everything happens to you happens to us. We are one. And we have to begin to think about each other and how we can raise the collective consciousness of the African-American community. Okay. So some of this trauma that I have just mentioned, it leads not to demonic possession, but it leads to what I call Siamese spirits, Siamese spirits within the body where you have formed multiple personalities. Some people call it um, dissociative, dissociative identity disorder, but it's even deeper than that. You've got your little protective personality that will cuss people out and get them told whenever you're upset and they, they are totally different. And most people have more than one name. Well, your name is Tanisha, but don't let don't let them call Tay Tay because Tanisha can turn into Tay Tay. And if she turns into Tay Tay, she might pick up a baseball bat and hit somebody upside their head. Don't let don't let um don't let Nate turn into Nathaniel because Nate is sweet. But Nathaniel, <laughs> Nathaniel will get you told Nathaniel will take care of the business. So most African-Americans have developed 
double personalities. One personality is sweet and nice and kind and goes to church and whatever. And then you got the whole other personality. So you got Kirk Franklin and you got Kirkland. Okay. You got two different personalities deal living in the same body. Then you want to call it a demon. No boo it's you. All of it is you. Okay, I don't know how we separate it and compartmentalize it in our brains. I don't know how one comes out and one goes in, but it's all you. We got to deal with these Siamese spirits in the African-American community. How do we deal with them? Well, we're getting ready to talk about how we can reprogram our mind. We are about to talk about that, and I can't wait to do that. Stay tuned.
That is waiting. And we have waited long enough. We're about to bring it down, bring it home. And I want to ask you if you have a candle that you can light right now, if you're in a place where you can light a candle, or if you're in a place where you can burn some incense, I would love for you to get that out right now because we're getting ready to do some soul work. We're getting ready to do some 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 work to deal with some of these ancestral lineages that we as a collective have that we are all going through at the same time and that we need to be released from intentionally and with knowledge. We're not going to go in and blame no devil. We're not going to try to blame this and blame that. We're not going to say, well, I'm like Job. My, my days are few and full with trouble. Because as you know, at the end of that chapter, Job was rebuked for saying all that stuff. And he had to repent and his friends had to be forgiven. So we're not going to do that anymore. We are a special, special people who have a long, long lineage. It has been said that African people, people of African descent, are the oldest people on the planet. So if you believe in the Bible, that would mean that if we were made in the image of the Elohim, that the Elohim had to look like, guess what? Okay, so it's time for us to take all this pain and to intentionally and to knowledgeably get rid of it. We're going to intentionally and knowledgeably get rid of it. Um, it, it's time you guys, it's time for us to do that. And we've got some beautiful music. This is called garden music is by Kevin McLeod. I'm going to link that information and the, the information about this song and this music, because we need to get into the mindset that we get to determine where we go from here. We as African-Americans get to determine who we are and where do we go from here. We know that we have a legacy of rejection. We include ourselves. We change that legacy to a legacy of inclusion. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter what they've done. We include you. We are a people who include each other. We are a people who value our privacy and we value our families, but we do not feud with each other. We value our privacy. We value our families, but we value your right to have yours as well. We don't want to hurt each other. We want to heal each other. We want to heal each other. We are a people who are not 
overly emotional. We're not overly sensitive. We're not overly sexual. And we are not overly anything. We practice temperance. We practice temperance because we say we practice temperance. We are people who have a legacy where you and I possibly came into contact with somebody who rather would not have been there as children. The rejected child. I want to speak to the rejected child. Bring your rejected child self to the speaker. Sweetheart, I understand that they didn't really want you there, but they were dealing with some pain that they couldn't even describe. They didn't know what they were doing. They honestly didn't know. Forgive them, for they knew not what they did. They knew not what they were carrying. Forgive them. It wasn't about you, sweetheart. It had nothing to do with you. You are fearfully, wonderfully made. You are beautiful. You smart. You're talented. You're wonderful. Just make it a point not to pass it on. Okay? It wasn't about you. It had nothing to do with you in the first place. Let it go. Breathe and let go of that anger and send it to the light. Imagine a lot, a big, the sun. Send it to the sun. <sighs> send it to the sun. The spirits of rejection. The spirits of anger, hurt, and pain. This thing was deeper than them. It's deeper than you. It had nothing to do with you. Now, I want you to elevate your consciousness. You, my beautiful African-American sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, and children, live in America. You always come up with new ways to do things. You always build upon what you know. Perfect your ability to read. Read the paper. Read magazines. Read books. Read billboards. Learn how to read. And understand how the American economy works. Because if you understand the capitalistic market, 
you can conquer it. You can thrive in it. You can add to it. But if you don't understand how America does things, you will not know what to do. Read Money Magazine. Read Fortune Magazine. Go to the library. Get subscriptions on Amazon. Have them sent to your phone. Go to read the Wall Street Journal. You must understand the land in which you live in order to build upon it and in order to be financially successful. Go to sba.gov. Learn how to start your own business. You are talented. You can fix anything. You can do, you have a technique for makeup and lipstick application that nobody else has. You have ideas and you're filled with pleasant surprises. Take all of that and intentionally rise. You love your sisters and brothers. You love yourself. You love yourself. And people see that love all over you. And they therefore in turn love you. African Americans, you are love. You are the mothers and fathers of the world. You care about mankind because you're the big brother and the big sister of mankind. You're made in the image of God. You are love. So, African Americans, forgive yourself. Soothe your ancestors. They suffer greatly. We speak healing to the ancestors. We soothe. We go back into time. There is no time or distance in spirit. And we soothe your pain. We soothe the welts on your back. We speak healing over your pain so that we can have healing. We're going to go back in the past and heal their pain, thereby healing our present pain. We speak an advanced ability to astral project so you can stay in touch with your children and your family. Abilities to do astral telephone calls so that you don't feel separated from those that you love. If y'all were really ready, we would even reverse slavery. But I don't think y'all ready for that yet. But know that it could be done. You can go back and change the past. Yes, you can. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself to, for what you did to your child. Forgive yourself for how you handled your mother. Forgive yourself for how you stole something from that person. Forgive yourself 
for everything that was done to you. Forgive yourself for rape. Oh, but you don't know, Renee. I did something awful. Forgive yourself. And all victims. All victims of all crimes. I want you to buy yourself an amethyst and wear it on your body. I want to, you to get yourself a quartz, a rose quartz egg or a piece of rose quartz. Carry it in your purse. The rose quartz and the amethyst will assist you with raising your vibration so you can forgive your molester and you can forgive your rapist you can forgive your ancestral past they didn't know what they were doing forgive them for they knew not what they did they did what was done to them be healed be purged with hyssop be washed blacker than the blackest black be washed be healed and forgive for they knew not what they did they just did what was done to them. And as we take it from here, go out amongst the airways. Go out in social media. Post your healing messages. Post your healing videos. Join in with me. To heal the African-American community. To raise the consciousness. To understand the legacy of pain. To forgive it. To put spirituality in its rightful place. So it's not used as a crutch. It's actually used as a stepping stone. And we're getting ready to change the laws to suit us, to suit our nature. We're going to change our diets so we understand our true nature. We're going to build our businesses so that we can live in plenty. And we're going to love ourselves and each other. So we can project that love out into the world and there in turn receive love from them for we are love. We soothe the wounds of our ancestors. We soothe and we calm them and hold them and hug them and comfort them to lessen the pain of the legacy. 
and we should we will leave an inheritance a bountiful and fruitful inheritance to our children i call forth riches i call forth gold earth mother earth release your diamonds release your gold release your wealth to your african-american children no more lack no more lack begin to scratch your left palm <laughs> prepare it to receive Add your tiger's eye dust to your purses and wallets. Prepare to receive. Mother Earth, please forgive us. Forgive us for everything you have had to see. All the pain you've had to witness. We love our children. We release the pain of the past. We calm and offer balms to the pain of our ancestors. We are love, therefore we project love, therefore we receive love, and we receive our bountiful harvest, thereby leaving a harvest to our children and their children's children. In the name of the light, in the name of righteousness and in the name of all that is good listen to this as much as you need to i pray peace upon you all shalom Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectraMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectraMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.